podcast episode 23 war of the worlds part two welcome back to part two of our war of the worlds episode to lead off and provide a refresher we are going to give you shortened versions of justin jeff and adam's pitches to hear their full pitch, which some of them were really in-depth and kind of on the crazy side, jump back to episode 23, part 1, and catch the tail end of it. And now, on with the rest of the show. Breaking news from WSQP. Aliens, they are back with a vengeance! (laughs) All right, man. So the one thing about the movie that really frustrated me was that the son leaves and then he comes back and he's fine. And so uh, my title is War of the Worlds Infection or War of the Worlds Vengeance or War of the Worlds Robbie's Journey, because why did we not get to see that? Uh, So we start on Ian, a young boy in a hospital bed, his parents by his side. The doctor explains to the parents that Ian fainted because he has a rare blood disease. This blood disease drastically reduces the effectiveness of his white blood cells and therefore his ability to fight off infection. Ian takes in this information with a blank, dead stare. Later on at home, his parents try to console him, but he can't hear them. He can only hear the lightning that is visible from the window behind them. After the credits, we see Robbie the Sun where he left us in the last movie, running towards the battle between the military and the aliens. Planes flying overhead, jeeps blowing up around him, and all the while the aliens are protected by force fields that no bullet or missile can get through. One soldier near Robbie drops his weapon, Robbie picks it up. He begins to fire wildly at the invading horde, but to no avail. After he finishes what ammunition is left in the gun, he desperately searches the ground for another weapon, but is knocked off his feet by a nearby explosion. He looks up to see a tripod leg overhead ready to crush him, but is instead snatched off the ground and thrown into a military truck. The truck and Robbie leave the field just as the entire battle is engulfed in flames. The last thing he sees is a soldier being drained of all his blood by one of the smaller tripods. After the battle, Robbie meets what is left of the military in the Northeast, a small band of those who have survived battles in the surrounding area. They are not able to communicate with outside forces and therefore cannot coordinate a new attack. Robbie learns of a plan that the self-proclaimed new leader of this group, General Hendricks, has formed. Having seen soldiers drained of their blood and with intel of a human harvesting center where the aliens collect the blood and use it for food and fertilizer, the ad hoc general plans on sacrificing the sick to infect the aliens' blood supply, a plan that does not sit well with most of the soldiers. A group of patients that Hendricks has collected from local hospitals is brought out in handcuffs, one of which is Ian. The group makes for the harvesting center, and along the way, Ian is saved by Robbie in a battle that leaves five soldiers and Ian as the only patient left. The remaining remaining soldiers grow more and more uneasy with the plan, and Robbie and Ian begin to bond and change each other for the better. Robbie's singular rage against the aliens is broken by his compassion for Ian, and Ian's self-pity is changed by Robbie's drive for vengeance. At the end of the story, as Hendrix is about to slit Ian's throat over the alien's collected pool of human blood, Robbie kills Hendrix and saves Ian. But as they are about to escape, Ian turns back and sacrifices himself. Robbie is left to watch his friend being drained as another soldier carries Robbie to safety. Ooh. <laughs> so in other words, your movie is the third act that we never got. Right. So <laughs> what we should have gotten. Interesting. Okay. Wow. That's, that's what I want. Like, that's, I wanted to know. Like, I wanted to see... How did they get infected? What started it all? Did, yeah, like, yeah, right. Everything I missed from it, I'm like, I show me that. So I was like, that I would totally, I would totally watch that movie. Obviously, 
uh justin chatwin probably wouldn't play uh, <laughs> his teenage self since he's probably in exactly. his 30s or something 10 years old yeah interesting okay yeah. wow so, yeah, that, that's awesome but, so it's almost um, like yeah. uh rosencrantz and gildenstern are dead like this is what yeah. was happening in between exactly. yeah <laughs> yeah or lion king one and a half yeah <laughs> Nice. Wait, I'm sorry. Was that a thing? Yes, it was. Right. Yeah, for it real. Was their version of Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! They, they cool. did a Lion King too, and then they were like, "Yeah, let's go back to the original characters." <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeff, what do you have for us? My idea is a reboot. Rather than a sequel, I would vote for a reboot. So storyline-wise, I would go uh, a very, very similar story. Uh, again, I love the same idea where it starts, you know, the aliens coming down and uh, they just start decimating everybody everywhere and everything. And that same sort of a thing, like the horror of the fact that they drain the blood, but that horror replaced by just the like, oh my gosh, that's it? They just We couldn't beat them with everything, but we could beat them with the disease. However, what I would want to do, my first idea was basing it off of something like, if any of you guys saw Life in a Day, which was the YouTube movie that uh, Ridley Scott made, where it's all of these YouTube videos that they cobbled together to make one big movie. So that would be my first idea. So what if instead we do the entire story, but it's shot from a YouTube perspective? So it's all selfies and it's all this sort of stuff like that. And it's... Maybe it's a completely different story, and all of a sudden, in the background of someone's selfie, you start seeing the aliens. And then, as it's going on, you know, you get these people, and you get everything like that. So that way, it's kind of told from a more viral—no pun intended—very, very, very uh, found footage, style. kind of like a found footage, but a modern found footage, something like that, where it's jumping all over the place. So it's kind of like telling a story. We get to see, uh, you know, a video of somebody who's holding, you know, their cell phone in Moscow, and someone that's in. Nebraska and someone that's in, you know, Brazil. But then the second idea, so again, same storyline, but a different concept. One of the things my wife has always pointed out for me is long shots. She loves long shots because of the complexity. My thought was to do the entire movie from a GoPro perspective. So it's somebody wearing a GoPro and I would think it'd be so bold and crazy to do it like maybe not all one long shot, but almost that way. So it's like this entire time there'd be so much of just running and and it's just like your camera is bouncing along with this and it's all done from this person's perspective of the GoPro, seeing the people's faces face to face and everything like that, giving much more of this is actually real sort of a feel to it. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So, so less about the story, more about the execution on your side. Exactly. Because yeah. for me, again, source material is beyond reproach, I think. I mean, like, I, I, I would love to see this source material done even better. Because, I mean, our, story, but. our technology has doubled and tripled since they yeah. did this movie. So. Right. Well, and actually, I, that, that reminds me. I did have a third. And again, I, that, that was why I added the little proviso that I felt good about throwing a bunch of ideas because I'm not adding any script ideas because I want to keep the same story. So the third one that I had was to somehow do like stage it, but not stage it kind of like actually have real YouTube videos of people like maybe even like do a Sasha Baron Cohen thing where you're surprising people with a, a, like an alien or something like that. And to get their actual reactions. I mean, you might get a lot of trouble for doing something like that, but that would be, interesting if you could do that and make it even more real that would be a little Mm. interesting there are a lot more shows going to those longer takes Mm. like daredevil on netflix they've got the one hallway scene that is just 
amazing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Technically, mm. there are apparently yeah, there are really cool cuts in there that, are but, cuts. You, but you wouldn't know it, like the way it's shot. They're artistically cut. Yeah. I mean, they shoot it all in one take, right. yeah. and they did it two or three times in a day, and then they just made artistic cuts yeah but no, no but yeah it's a, it's a very interesting point you bring up jeff yeah just the the drama that it can create and how it can pull you in yeah that's cool have any of you guys seen the revenant yet nope no okay they have that that director uh also did birdman and he does yes. a lot of birdman is pretty much all in one shot and so i think uh, I really like Jeff's idea because I'm I'm the same way uh, as Judy is. I really enjoy that. And so the Revenant starts out with maybe two or three shots that are all maybe I want to say like a half cover a half an hour, um, and a few of them are a battle sequence, and you are just there watching, going from person to person and seeing how it's all sort of playing out. Um, it's very strategically done, but it's all happening. It is all one shot. There is no artistic cut. And so that would be really interesting. Um, I would say, though, that like Cloverfield going up and down and bouncing around with somebody that's holding a camera, um, that makes a lot of people want to vom. So that's true. maybe. Yeah, uh, that's true. Not the you, jumping up and down part. You would but, turn some people they have off a lot with of that. Really, yeah, they have a lot of those steady cams that you can have. It doesn't need to be somebody holding it, but can be following one person or one family through that whole journey all in one shot would be amazing. Mm-hmm. That would be crazy. Yeah, I mean, they've got all sorts of steady cams and things to where you could even shoot it off your phone, like have it from the perspective of the family. Somebody's always shooting video kind of thing because they're trying to survive. And the only changes it would have would be it would change perspective from one character to the next throughout. Yeah. Adam, you're looking at me funny like you got a good idea for this. <laughs> oh, I had a lot of fun putting my pitch together. It's been 10 years since the Martian invasion of the Earth, which devastated major cities around the globe. To be brief, you need to go back and listen to Adam's full pitch in part one. There is no way to resume the amount of Easter eggs and cameos that he packed into this version of the movie. It's quite the amalgam of movies. But for fun, let's listen to the guys spout off all the different movies that Adam used. (laughs) So let's see, we have Jurassic Park and The Lost World, as well as E.T. Close Encounters. Encounters. That's right. Wait, I'm taking all the, all the Spielberg franchises. Yeah, yeah, and Mars Attacks. And... <laughs> Was there Mars Attacks? I miss Mars Attacks. Yeah, essentially Mars Attacks. Yeah, just no Tom Jones music this time. <laughs> wow, Adam, bravo. Bravo. Uh, I, know you, I know you've been wanting to do shows where we combine things, but I think you just did that in one show. <laughs> yeah. That was, yeah, I was surprised uh, well that you done. didn't, when they were looking for a weapon, I thought they were going to go to the warehouse where they, they put the, the Ark, Ark of the Covenant. Of the Lost Ark. <laughs> that would have been awesome. I should have told <laughs> yeah, you about wouldn't that. it? Wouldn't uh, it? I did like, all actually, the and I don't know if it's... Thanos fight the aliens. <laughs> exactly. The, the Marvel comes down. Um, <clears throat> I did like the, the tone idea, and I don't know if you were connecting it to, because, like, that was the thing about, <clears throat> excuse me, about the tripods, that they always did that whenever they would do stuff mm-hmm. which i thought that was an interesting yeah no I, I hadn't thought about it in that in that uh, regard but you're right yeah and it was definitely more inspired by mars attacks as was mentioned <laughs> you could blow up martians with sound mm-hmm. come on mm-hmm. yeah 
Uh, wasn't Mars oh, yeah, Attacks? Like, because we know Adam. Though? Yeah, it was. Yeah, that, that, that's what I'm saying. That wasn't technically a Spielberg connection, but the idea that was there. <laughs> <laughs> and I really hope that you meant it to be that same song, whatever that song was in Mars Attacks, because <laughs> that was hilarious in Mars Attacks. Oh, that was great. I love that movie. He's making the international sign of the donut. All right. Oh, so bad. <laughs> How do you like so many bad movies, Adam? I don't. It's rough. It's rough. All right. So I don't know. That I mean, those Ooh. were some pretty fun ideas. Jeremy, are, are you still holding your position that there should be no sequel, or did you have some uh, idea that would uh, <laughs> make it possible? Reboot, reboot. <laughs> well, that was the whole yeah. thing. It's like, you know, is, is Tom Cruise going to come back for a War of the Worlds film? Is he is he ready for that? No. So do we need to reboot, or is it necessary to even have the character? Well, if you're going to well, reboot, reboot it. Like, right, if we're going to reboot, and that's the thing, I mean, like, for yours... That I mean, obviously, Tom Cruise would need to be in yours because it's a continuation. For Justin's, he would just need to have like a cameo, right? Yeah. And for mine, he wouldn't be in it at all. So, yeah, mine really wouldn't be made. I feel like it would be hard to get that to be made today. That would have been something that they have to come up with like a couple of years after or something, right? And, and Justin Chatwin could still play his younger self. Yeah. Or, but even that, I mean, it's just, it's, well, and again, I mean, the idea, if we are making a sequel of it, is that we're, we're going on the premise that people would want to see a sequel of it. So, <laughs> with that in mind, then, yeah, yep. you have something. Well, look, if, if it's my film, they definitely want to see that. Can you imagine that trailer where it's just like blackout? Here comes Chris um, Pratt. Blackout. Here's you know, Jeff Goldblum. Blackout. You know, it's just like, what? Yeah. What are all these people doing in this movie? But, but at the same time. That would be a funny guy trailer. It'd be hilarious. Yeah. yeah I, I would see. I see your movie, Adam, as one of those spoof, not another teen movie or not Absolutely, another horror movie yeah. or whatever. Just also spoofing all of the other things. Yeah, not uh, another disaster have, movie. Practically, I have no idea how a couple of velociraptors, which are like five feet tall, would be <laughs> destroying these tripods. It just, I, I don't. We have a Dominus Rex. Unless you make them Come small. On, <laughs> well, yeah. even the Adominus Rex was only like, what, a third the size of those things? I mean, bazookas couldn't take those down. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I feel like I feel like there's got to be something in the dino DNA that you know allows them to attack at just the right spot. I don't know. <laughs> oh no, we just we inject them with something that makes them bigger. Obviously. Yeah, there you go. They just exactly. they just go to Godzilla proportions. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, while yeah. we're at it, just get Michael Bay and the Dinobots. Yeah. Dinobots. Grimlock. Yeah. Do it. We yeah. Here, increase the their intelligence <laughs> yeah. so that they build their own ships. <laughs> Like, honestly, though, if, like, I'm looking at, like, all the pitches, I love Jeff's idea for just the multiple, like, YouTube video type thing. I yeah, love just, like, the, it's it's like a vignette piece where it's just kind of like a little bit of everybody. You know, you could have, all like, just little scenarios playing out, which is basically what the original, you know, the, the Orson Welles broadcast was, was you were hearing military, you know, you were hearing the That's news true. broadcast, you, were, you know, all these, all these different uh, points of view. So I, I think that would be the most interesting. And you just, yeah, you literally just pack it with stars and interesting actors in little scenes that they're filming. The only issue with that is the EMP. Okay. Well, so scrap the EMP. Well, I, mean, I mean, like... Granted, the news station was able to record things still, yeah. but... 
I mean, other right, than that. The EMP, I mean, obviously, in, well, of course, in the original book, the, the whole thing is that the horses get scared because it's all horse-drawn characters. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, like, if there's no EMP, you know, it's kind of the same thing with a lot of apocalyptic movies. If everybody's in their car trying to drive away, it causes the same problem, is that nobody can move because all right. the cars are stuck. Yeah, well, and that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, and I, I guess the other question is, are we are we saying then, yes, it's a reboot, it's just a retelling, but with that scenario? Or could it be... How, like, how about we mash up Jeff and Justin's? Okay. Because yeah. Justin's gives us a fully fleshed out middle to end of the movie that gives us some satisfaction in the actual movie. Okay. Well, and... And the one, because now it's interesting, and it's and again, which I mean, like you know, because we're going going in a different direction, one way or the other, is that like part of the frustration, and I think that's what Justin's really hits, is the fact that we were completely powerless the entire time. So Justin's way, that does give us the power. We have the plan. We're the ones that are still going to bring these bad boys down, which is, I think, is what, you know, every red-blood American is going to want to see. Yeah, but some, I mean, that's... us to figure out some way to fight back. Mm-hmm. Right. Because right. that's like what we do. Exactly. Okay, that that works. So yeah, and I, I mean, think if you, have you guys ever seen uh, unf- or heard of Unfriended? I've heard of it. Yeah. I haven't seen Heard it. of it. Seen yeah, I don't know if you guys have ever it. seen. I had a buddy that was watching it the other day, and I got saw a few scenes of it. But like, if you can get something like that where it's all YouTube and it's all just sort of on a computer, and you get people to watch it on their computer, or it's like something that just pops up on YouTube that they can watch and yeah. gives you that feeling of like, is this happening right now? As opposed to released in theaters where it's. Uh, it's obviously a movie. Yeah, um, like, I think that would be an interesting take. I, but I, I, I go back to Blair think, Witch is what it makes me think of how Blair Witch, like yeah. the beginning of the internet, we didn't know what to think. Anything could be real. Right. And here's this yeah, thing that goes right. up and tells us it's real. And now there's going to be a movie. Like in this scenario, well, people find a website and start spreading virally. And then you're watching this movie play out, but you don't know it's a movie. Right. I mean, you well, do, it's but... It's yeah. the same thing, and a lot of people. And I don't know if any of you, any of anybody's a Modern Family fan, but they had an episode last season. I um, did that was, see that episode. You I didn't hear. But have you heard about it though? Yeah, it was all yeah. shot on iPhone or the iPad. Exactly, and it was all. It was because the mom was in um, on a in an in a airport. And so she was like video chatting with her family, trying to figure all this stuff out. And so as she was chatting with them, she would like you. You would. It was basically just her computer screen was the was the show and so you had the chat and then you saw her like bring up like a like a a picture and she was looking at the picture and everything like that and for me like it was a very interesting way of telling a story but for me it's kind of like one it's very dated that's the problem with doing something like that is that it's very like it's relevant now, but it will not be relevant in five years because people will be like, oh, they're on iMovie. Give me a burn. Yeah. Or, or would it be you a know, historical FaceTime. document? It, would it be something to say, you know, this is so 2016, like this is so where they were at. And you can look back at it and say, oh, OK, that's pretty, you know, like, yes, it's dated, but it defines that era. They were so into social media. They were so into, you know, selfies. Just and, like Clueless. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See? Yeah, possible. Well, and that was why I was thinking. And again, I just started watching the Life in a Day, where, and I don't know if you guys remember hearing about that, but basically it was Ridley Scott and some other Scott. They asked like the entire world to send them 
video that they had shot on this one specific day and then the directors took all of this footage they had like i think they said they had forty-five thousand hours of footage and they cobbled Yikes. it together into like one story and the interesting thing is if as you watch it like it's it's well done and it's theatrical and it's thematic and everything like that but it's also like obviously like shot on somebody's cell phone like all the different moments, even though they're all cobbled together. So yeah. at least for me, like that was kind of the the thought that I had about like doing something like that where you could, yeah, jump back and forth. I mean, we could do it from that perspective of like somebody on a website who is like pulling up news stories and is seeing like different feeds on YouTube and videos and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I think it would be really interesting. The yeah. other concept behind it that I'm thinking is what if it really was just like kind of a scenario where literally anybody can submit, like they could create their vignette in that style. And so you're basically, you're getting new directors, you're getting new actors, you're getting, you know what I'm saying? Like there's all these, this new talent that now appears. So it's not like, it's not like a scripted thing in that style. It's literally like people contributing you know it's like they're shooting it like as if they were on the road while this was happening you know and then because because so many people have that ability to just drop in cg tripods you know in, in their seat like yeah. you see it all the time i mean i just watched a video the other day of a plane landing in an airport it transforms into an autobot then goes into a hangar and sits down on a toilet you know like right. and like sh shuts the hangar door i'm like that's amazing that somebody can right. just do that you know well and what so. if you don't even do that like what if it was something like the, like the Ridley Scott did where you just like you send out to the whole world hey send us videos and there will be plenty of them where I'm like oh come on give me a break but you don't even ask them to do the CG like like the yeah, studio just does ask them true, to yeah. ask them to react yeah. to something yeah. and then the studio would drop it in yeah right? that would be maybe so say, cool hey we need like like maybe we have a list of 50 like scenes that we need and we, so need, we need we okay. need dash cam footage going down a highway yeah and well, and you definitely have people doing uh, what? What's that whole phenomenon? Flash mobs. You'd have flash mobs. People organizing like <laughs> that might be the police might have a problem with that. But you know, right. like but, yeah. mass hysteria in the streets. <laughs> but right. I, I think dogs that, and cats. Yeah. But at the same time, though, once you're doing that, you're already creating buzz for this movie exactly. that's going to come out. Yeah. 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 I, I think it, it it almost has to be because it makes it. It it's ties it to the history of of all these different, you know, we've talked about, like Jeff said, the news broadcast from the 90s, the Orson Welles version, you know, yeah. like those are the ones yeah. that people remember that like stick out, not the ones that were carefully crafted in a studio. You know, those don't have the yeah. same visceral feeling and impact. Mm. So I, I so think how that's then, How then do we tie it all together? And especially like, so like, do we have moments that the studio shoots like justin's yes yeah story? that's what i was saying like yeah. yeah so the director would shoot that stuff with the military i think that yeah. would be the one through line and then there's stuff in between is it what everything is being submitted i would um, essentially that's... say as the studio we would put out a site that says okay we need break it out into just different scenes mm -hmm. or variations of scenes with a script more or less for those and have people submit their videos for those specific ones and then we can just go through and we can go okay this is good for this right that. and it would be framed like were you there during the martian invasion please share your footage with us you know yeah. Like, yeah. so it gets people in on the hype right. and get, to get them excited about it okay no i think that's cool okay. yeah so then storyline wise for me like 
especially if we jump in with Justin's story, which I like that a lot about the idea of, well, although I feel like the keys, at least for me, Justin, that I didn't quite get with yours is the, the one was like, how do they figure out that the aliens, like, how do they come up with this idea that the aliens will be susceptible to this disease? I feel like it would have to be like almost like an alien autopsy scenario. Like they've captured one. They're testing. They're like, we got to figure out something and we got to figure out fast how to stop these guys. Yeah. Nothing's lots, killing Lots of them. lab coats running around. Yeah. And then somebody or just... maybe there's footage of one early on in the film of one tripod that breaks into a like breaks down a hospital, finds oh. a patient, drinks from the patient, and then the tripod goes down, and that's like the first captured proof oh, that that could work. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I like that because the other thought that I had was like, uh, you know, in in what is it, World War Z, which I thought was really I don't know if you guys saw World War Z, but it was really interesting the way that yeah. they figured things out because it was and that's the way that he they wrote the book is that just his his observational skills. So he notices that all of the zombies don't touch people with like Clint, like illnesses. And by noticing that, right. that's how he comes up with the plan. Okay. And I totally right. thought that's what they were trying to do with Tom Cruise, but he never did anything. <laughs> no, nope. he kept the grenades. He's just a man. Nobody ever did anything in that movie. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, that again, yeah, that was the point, right? It's just, we're, it's not, we, we yeah. were outnumbered. We were goners and the, our microbes saved us. But uh, yeah. So, but no, but so, yeah. so, so I love that idea though. Yeah. So like, I, I think, you know, definitely, you know, tripod attacks a hospital, gets infected, and then they start realizing, okay, we, we got to do you know something to get it in there. Because that was my only thought was, okay, how do they how do they get it into the tripods? Yeah. But I mean, if they see that the tubes going out, I mean, they just they would probably just set up something like a blood vat that's an infected blood vat, just like Justin's saying, you know. And so like yeah. then but then there's the whole controversy of okay, are we we're killing sick people yeah. to save the earth, which is great dramatically speaking. And then ultimately See and I don't do you want to go that dramatic? I mean I know that was like Especially with a child. <laughs> yeah, well cuz that and I mean like that was the thing too that surprised me in this film is like this film was Now granted I was watching it on a small screen it was maybe a little fuzzy but at least like the like especially when he towards the end went out to you know into the wasteland to go search for his daughter and everything was covered by the like blood and those red vines. Mm -hmm. I looked pretty gory and it pretty yeah. like Bleh. Which surprised me that they would go that, you know, getting sprayed with blood and everything. Because otherwise, like, the the classic Hollywood way that we could go is just that they have a vial of, like, this thing that they need to inject in there. And that somehow, like, the climax is that the main character realizes that that's not going to work. So instead, he injects it into himself and lets himself be taken up. Well, That would be, yeah, that would be more PC, I guess, than, you know... So I don't know if we want yeah, to I go mean, for the shock. That's what that's one thing that could work. The other idea I just had because I, I like that. I guess I was thinking like, then how does it spread to the rest of the tripods? How does it spread to the rest of the Martians? Are, are you trying to think hive mind here? <laughs> well, there's that, but no, no. My my thought was in the book and in the radio broadcast and all that they talk about this black mist, this black smoke. 
that went out and killed people. It was like a poison gas that the Martians were shooting. That I don't remember that being in the movie. That wasn't. No. They, they didn't use it. But but that could be something where that instead of it's the black, it get it's infected blood that goes into that system anyway. So the hero does get sucked up into a tripod. Mm. He kills the pilot and then he inserts you know the vial into that and then it spreads the infected blood. Doesn't hurt humans, but it kills the Martians because it gets sucked up into their mm. systems. You know. I don't know. It's treading dangerously on X3 territory here. The cure? How? Yeah. How do you say that? Well, I don't see. I don't know if I see that. <laughs> uh, I. Oh. You're saying that the MacGuffin is is yeah is a bl- is a person's blood sort of like, yeah in a way. Uh, but I that's know. I mean, but that's the that's kind of that's, that's the story, yeah. right? That's, right. It's got to be the disease somehow. Yeah. Because having somebody sneeze on an alien, that that would be silly. Well, because that is my question also is like, how did it spread from Martian to Martian? Like, why why did that happen? Like, they're in these How I interpreted um, uh, Morgan Freeman's description at the end, it was just the microbes in the air that were already there so because they were they were putting it wasn't the even somebody su- yeah it was right. they were breathing in our right. air okay and the bacteria killed them from the inside out i see okay well what right. if what if we use like the the independence day thing like now we know how to bring these guys down like get on the horn and tell everybody what if what if they use they use the 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 social network they use these videos that are going out because people are still webcasting. I see what you're saying. So a lot of it is like we're, we're using the web videos for panic and showing like people's stories and what they're experiencing. And then at the end, it's everybody bands together around the world heroically through that. Yeah, like, it's this, everybody at, even... at the one spot that yeah. figure it out. They start right. sending out the videos. And then you start seeing other videos in other languages, yeah. in other places. And everybody just keeps trying to spread this virally. Right. And so it or is you a could even virus <laughs> that kills yeah. them. There nice. you go. You could even end it before that and like do where, you know, before it's been people recording what's going on and their reactions and whatever through their their uh, phones and stuff like that. And maybe like the end of the film is after they've brought down the one guy, is it somebody turning to a camera and like saying it to it? Okay, now it's up to you. You need to do blah, 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 blah. And so it's kind of like you know, jump in that fourth wall in a certain sense that he's, he's, he's really talking to everybody who's YouTubing. We could either show them or we could just almost pretend he's talking to me. Everybody, if you see a Martian, kind of. sneeze on him. You run right after them. You tell them you're not taking it anymore. A chew. A chew for freedom. <laughs> There's a Perfect. Bill Pullman speech. There's the tagline. A chew for freedom. A chew? That, that's a, a Jew? No. Oh, my father, a sneeze. Oh. Anyway. Wow. Well, I don't know. So, yeah, but so that, that's the only thing. And maybe we don't need to figure it out. But I'm just saying, like, how do we get, yeah, how do we infect them? If, if we're wanting to be more proactive than, than just it happened. The way it happened in the book, like what what is the the step that everybody can take? Then what's the action that everybody can take? Take you have to get you have to get blood from somebody who is sick in your area and get it to them. Like they did, you have to show that one scene, that one YouTube scene where mm-hmm. 
somebody does that one thing and then more people have to do that one thing where they <laughs> I'm just having a really <laughs> just even do. Here. No, no, I'm, I'm having a dark a dark comic vision of some of this like sick person's like what's happening and everybody's just jamming needles in them just sucking their blood out like he will save us all <laughs> like shriveling just up more more <laughs> strapped to a table and they're just pulling it out oh but that's terrible but that's... then but again that was do... that was the ninja turtles <laughs> you could do where it's like it's even more specific where it's not just they just need to get a virus it's a very specific like right it's you know the influenza strain b or something like that yeah so well that's the knowledge go the that everyone Zika, needs. zika virus or yeah. malaria yeah. we Sickle gotta give them malaria yeah. Yeah, and to make it even more dramatic if you guys want to take this turn like those are the people that have to choose to sacrifice themselves nobody's going to force them to do it and mm -hmm. nobody asks them to do it but these these people like you go and you get tested you find out if you have it and then you have to go to a tripod and essentially die yeah no i think that's cool and it's got it's but the test like cause i'm just i'm i kind of worried like if the attack's taking place it seems like it'd be hard for them to get to a hospital or organize testing well, centers okay so but even in this movie they were still taking blood donations i guess that's true okay so yeah so they could just like there'd be like the you know there's the, the outpost set up where you give your blood if you can, and then there's the military person that takes it, puts it in like a, a bazooka and shoots it up into the tripod and kills them blood or whatever. Blood grenades. Yeah. Yes. Blood grenades. Just <laughs> spray it's them. like a water balloon, but yeah. blood. Or, or they just have decoy scarecrows filled with the blood, you know, because if they're <laughs> sucking up people <laughs> and putting it in there. not very smart. Oh, this looks like a human. I think that'd be awesome. Just have like a cyborg, like wow. I am over here. <laughs> I am over here. Well, but you could, I mean, they could have cadavers you know maybe oh, they can't tell go. the difference between a live person and a dead person yeah yeah that's so nice. we're just killing people and throwing them under the there's plenty <laughs> there's plenty already dead people right although by the <laughs> way in the movie were they getting vaporized what was happening yeah dust they were getting vaporized yeah why was all this dust what were they the sucking the it was more of smoke just to give them some sort of movie magic so that the person to disappear in the clothing would fly. Yeah. That's but it, then Tom Tom got covered in it, so <laughs> Yeah. Poor it's kinda Tom. ashy. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm excited about this project. Like I just think about it now. I'm just like, wow, it could it could really be something something fun, something special. A, a something complete movie. Here's the one thing I will throw out there <laughs> is that if we had any like the the four of us, if we had any kind of like CGI acumen. This is something we could actually do ourselves. Yeah, I mean, yeah. somebody take it, run with Other it. Other than Justin's Paramount connections, I mean, <laughs> it's something that could be, you know, yeah, that grassroots sort of a thing. Yeah, if you do get this campaign We're not, going, let's be honest, but... just send people to our Facebook page. Yeah, <laughs> give us some likes on our Facebook page. That's all we ask. Boom. Follow okay, us there on it Twitter. Is. If we get to ten thousand likes, we will make this movie. There we go. There you it want is. it? There it is. Yeah, nice, Jeff. Will Throw we? down the gauntlet there. Um, <laughs> For ten thousand likes. We've okay. got a ways to go, my friend. I, I think we need a little more than 10,000 likes. I think we need about mm, $10,000. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. We have Maybe a GoFundMe account. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one at a time. <laughs> piece by piece. <laughs> let's, so Now, do we feel like, is there, like, in my in my mind, like I guess we need like some kind of heroic through person that would kind of carry the, the drama of the studio and film I portions? I, if we're doing this way, I think we, ca like, to talk about casting, 
the casting is no names. Like exactly, I would people agree. Barely, yeah. To make it real, this guy's yeah. barely been on screen, barely been on stuff. Like I'm sure a studio would have to like have some, like we know you can act because you've done X, Y, and Z, but nobody that anybody would recognize really. Right, because that would kind of take away from the reality of it. Well, no offense, but I'd like to nominate Justin. Would you care to be our leading man? I'm down. Yeah, I'm down, dude. He's too big already. He's been he's been on on Cold Case. He was on The Office. Everyone's gonna look and be like, "That's that guy from The Office." The sandwich sandwich delivery guy. (laughs) I totally remember those sandwiches. Uh, well, I mean, we're essentially following Robbie's story this time. Yeah, like that would be our our in. Yeah, for it doesn't the story. have to be that character be necessarily. If we're going this exactly. way, yeah. just right? I mean, it could be anyone, mm-hmm. but it's essentially a Robbie type character. Right. Exactly. Right. Cool. Well, I I don't know this this we I think we've made it into a film that people would be excited so to see. Do we need a big name director or? Well, I I almost think you do somebody who can be a little bit more like you know it's like they're going to be innovative. So but they so do we approach name. Ridley Scott because we we've he seen what he can do? Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I who mean, did, did, um... who directed the Blair Witch Project? Well. The producers kind of yeah, led the know. actors. It was kind of how that happened, you know. I mean, well, the big that's... thing, the big thing about this too is that the, that's going to be the hardest thing is cobbling it all together. Right. Is that you're going to get so many different videos, and I mean, again, like Ridley Scott, they got forty five thousand hours worth of video to go through, and like, that's, we'd probably that's get four hundred and fifty thousand hours. Yeah. Yeah. Well, nowadays. So Daniel Murick and Eduardo Sanchez directed the Blair Witch Project. Well, that's what I'm saying is we don't need necessarily a name director to pull something like this off. And also at the beginning, I'm sure Blair Witch didn't really have a big studio behind them until I wasn't it a Sundance film or wasn't it a film festival film? I think so. Yeah, they got. Yeah, I mean up. something, something like that. We could, we could pull together. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah. That, I, feel I feel like, like that would be the almost... only way that this would work in yeah. terms of, you know, society, like the psyche of individuals that went and saw it or that downloaded it or that just caught it on YouTube or whatever. Um, and there's no, there's no say we can't get a group of directors too, and a group of editors yeah. like that are kind sure, of a collective true. putting it together. And yeah. maybe I some feel big like this might be a great one for like like a someone like a grad student that's just graduating from film school it seems like this would be ideal for someone like that or someone that would just did like do they still do project Greenlight? somebody who's like on yeah. you know just experimenting mm. with film it's like okay here's our experiment like go to town brother or well, you know who yeah. could do it he get, he gets they've dropped uh on, the, on this uh episode or on our multiple episodes but you're, josh frank oh i was gonna because oh, chronicle okay. like his whole thing is found footage <laughs> i to a i had extent. him on the mind yeah but i wasn't sure if we Th- wanted this to go could be that his, his return to prominence if he ever had prominence but we, you know we could give, give i him was thinking more out. let's Let's talk to good old Kevin Smith and see what he can. Kevin Smith. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, that would be that would that would be definitely be an R-rated uh, version of the film. But I guess you're kind of going to get that anyway with found footage in in a disaster scenario. I think there's well, going to be a lot of uh, colorful no, language flying around. No, you can do this. You could do this PG-13. Think so I mean. okay. But um, yeah, cool. I don't Kevin Smith. I, I was trying to imagine a Kevin Smith alien disaster film. I don't know really where well, he would go he's with doing it. jaws with a walrus so yeah. i mean he he's creative yeah he's, he's branching out these days um 
I doubt that I don't don't appreciate his work, of course. No, uh, wait, that was Jaws with a moose. That's what it is. That's his next. <laughs> yeah, project. he already did Tusk with the yeah. Wallace scenario. Yeah, but anyway. Uh, yeah, I, I I I feel like Justin's point is valid. You know, you're just kind of like, you know what? It's th- everything about this is unknowns. Everything about this is underground. It's happening virally, and yeah. people don't know where it's all coming from. And then eventually, it gets revealed. Okay, maybe there was a studio behind it, and somebody's sure. gonna reap the benefits. You know, but sequel quest productions <laughs> brings you the H.G. Wells classic. Yeah, because I, I bet it's in the public domain, too, which is why the Asylum was able to right. do their version. So it's I mean, like, we could do this. It's over 100 years. So. Yeah. So we, we got it. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, and as far as, you know, no score necessary here. It's nope. supposed to be real. So we got it. Uh, did you guys have any any final thoughts? Just like War of the Worlds in general concept or, or our film? Well, I think actually what might be fun to for a little bit is that because I know like we we kind of have toned down on some of the uh, um, some of the merchandising and whatnot discussions, but definitely I mean like this would be something where the viral marketing would like be key here. So like what are, what are some ideas like for viral marketing for something like this? What are things that like crazy things that we could do? I mean, just a, a website's not enough. I don't think. No, I think I mean, if you start releasing some video, like you start collecting footage and then some of the video that you use, you start releasing like a video here, a video there of like people finding the things in the ground or people right. seeing you, certain things like you just tease it out there maybe like a month in, or maybe a year or two in advance, just little videos every once in a while and then – you like and then as people start paying more and more attention to it then somebody quote unquote opens a website that is now following all this stuff live and that's the that's the release now would you try and like would you do a Blair Witch where you're trying to say this is real or is it more an event that everyone's making yeah, I mean that that's a good point. I don't, I don't think you could make it seem real. I don't I don't it's too epic in scale. I mean, to... all anybody has to do is is this real on Google and <laughs> nope. Yeah, it's right. a project. But but, I, but, but is I that like enough the... though? I mean, even if they're searching Google for is this real like okay, that's that's they're asking the question at least. Right. And I mean that's that's essentially unpaid advertising that we're getting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, I I think it starts out with like sample videos and stuff that we're putting out there yes that that builds the buzz and then it's like then like i was saying before it's like were you there during the martian invasion like type of thing where that's like how each video ends like please we need your documented footage to get the truth out there like something like that we could play off the x-files a little yeah the truth is out there (laughs) we're trying to find it yeah and i I feel like I feel like you gotta do a stunt. You gotta do like a, like one scene that's an actual scene. Like you do some. I don't know how you do it without hurting people or getting arrested or something like that. But you gotta do one. Like maybe you do one scene. Oh, you would get in so much trouble for this. But I was just picturing like you go to like Times Square and you get like 15 people and you just start running full speed and to see if you can get everybody to start running. And you videotape that? 
Again, wow. Yeah, you're definitely going to jail. <laughs> yeah. That's good free publicity. Uh, yeah, but at the yeah, same time. I nominate Jeff Campbell Smith. Yeah. <laughs> and well, we are not associated with Jeff Campbell Smith. That's right. You're looking at so many lawsuits. Somebody would fall down. Somebody would yeah. get trampled. And The it, only thing I can think of is, you know, when the King, the Peter Jackson King Kong movie came out, Universal Studios, like, put like gorilla, you know, like King Kong footprints and destruction, like around Los Angeles, which I thought was the coolest thing. So there's like all these, like, like I think Dodger Stadium had sides of attack and like all these different areas. So if you were able to do something like that, or maybe huh. there's just like, you know, a tripod that gets erected Ant-Man somewhere. did some similar things like that. Yeah. They had like uh, just post in the ground that had been knocked at an angle like the leaning right. tower of pisa and then you see this little itty bitty ant-man and a wasp fighting yeah. or ant-man and yellow jacket just fighting right little figures little there, figures which is way cool but that's what i'm saying like because like i've even seen like videos of like in japan where they built like full like giant multi-story high mech suit robots yeah you know like so you could build a tripod somewhere and just have it out there and then like there's some type of like you know warning like memorial or like some you know something like that where you were there now like people are getting ideas like oh what was what was this wait you're, they're saying this you're happened. a little out of our pocket range <laughs> at this point with money wise hey uh, if they're thin they're they make it out of aluminum or something it's a paper mache <laughs> well no you'd have to <laughs> yeah paper mache tripod yeah definitely <laughs> Well, you gotta, you gotta, at that point, you gotta be talking about land. You gotta be talking yeah. about renting it, any f- fees, any city ordinances. Yeah, but we're height. talking about one million followers here, guys. Come on, I we know. have the power, the power of the people. Wow. <laughs> we were just looking for twenty-five before the show started. I, know. <laughs> I was taking. It's getting. Out have you guys checked the page recently? Because <laughs> wow, it's already booming. Podcasting live. <laughs> We've gone viral already. Uh, this will be fun. This will be fun. But yeah, I don't know. I, I think you're right, Jeff. Those those type of. I mean, my other thought was like, I, although I think it it kind of takes you out of it. But I was the first thing like, if there was some celebrity or like news person who got in on it with us, you know, so that they were willing to make some type of Dr. Statement. Ian Malcolm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and exactly. If, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum's up for anything, always. So, <laughs> if if we were able to swing it with enough of a premise and an idea, I'm sure we could probably talk or find somebody with a green screen studio and do some things like that. Mm-hmm. I have a few connections. Yeah, but mm. it would be something where we might be able to talk to some people and get them on board with the yeah. idea. Like, like it starts like just with some influential person in the media, even just tweeting something out or whatever. Yeah. And then it, and then it starts mm. kind of like building from there, you know, and it's just like, again, you know. What's the guy that's not working anymore? Brian Williams? We could have him. Uh... <laughs> oh. Well, I, I, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it's almost like you don't want it to be like an out of work actor because then people, but like you don't want it to be super right. famous person because then people right. also are going to think it's not for real so it's kind of right like somewhere in between well, even, yeah like a i mean just kind of the groundswell of, like you said like the flash mob thing yeah yeah or even you'd probably be looking more local celebrity first yeah that's a good point and then let it kind of grow virally from a, a, a morning local radio show spot. or whatever you know morning radio show i know a couple guys we'll get mark Marin to do a spot for us ah i was <laughs> 
<laughs> I was talking to my cats, and they were telling me the aliens were invading. I don't know. Yeah. That's um, my Mark Marin, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Big but, fan of the show, Mark. Yeah, I think we're uh, we're on the right track. Probably due for a reboot and just kind of wash the public's mind of that. Yeah, give them something new. I like it. I like it. Which I do want to throw out, speaking of which, and we started talking about it before we went on the air, that my connection to this movie all began with a little movie called Spaced Invaders that took place back in the 80s, uh, and it was actually about a broadcast of the radio show and that according to this movie when they broadcast it and everybody was so you know panicked that they were actually aliens that there actually were aliens that landed in this little town and so it was this pretty cheesy movie that i watched uh, far more than i was familiar with the actual story of war of the world and that i still own on vhs fun fact it is the <laughs> film debut of ariana richards from jurassic park who played lex so she uh, she was the little girl in that running around with the aliens. Very nice. interesting. And I have film. it on Laserdisc, so. And, <laughs> yep, Betamax, something like Very that. Nice. And I would like to throw out is that just in case, going back to Jeff Goldblum again, it looks like our friend uh, Gina Saputa, Sa- how do you say her name? The, the singer, she did just sing with Jeff Goldblum. So, you know, huh? it's out there. All right. Huh. All right. Speaking of it's out there, so are we. Follow us on social media. Why don't you? Seriously, we want to hear from you. We're getting a lot of groundswell in person. We're having a lot of people come up to us on the streets. Love the show. You got to do this movie. I want to be on there with you. I got some ideas. But we want to hear from you out there uh, internationally, internationally, intergalactically. Jeremy, tell them how they can get in touch with us. Well, of course, you can follow us on Twitter on at SQPod, on Facebook, Sequel Quest, and, of course, on the website, SequelQuestPOD.com. And, of course, make sure to follow us and subscribe on iTunes. Drop us a review. We'll read the good ones. We'll read the bad ones and even the mediocre ones. We need them in order to spread this show organically, really, because, I mean, we're all organic. Until next time, keep your eye on the skies. Lightning will strike twice. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Sequel Quest and invite you to join us next week for another discussion about a film that never was. Share your ideas with the Sequel Quest universe by visiting SequelQuestPod.com, following us on Twitter at SQPod, on Facebook by searching Sequel Quest, or sending an email to SequelQuestPod at gmail.com. Let the world know how much you enjoy the show by leaving a review and five-star rating on iTunes. Tunes. All films and characters discussed on Sequel Quest are the property of their respective studios and license holders. No copyright infringement is intended. 